I don't remember whose turn it I is. I don't remember either. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of I Told My Stuffed Animals About Us. I'm your host, Alicia. And I'm Ashley. And today, we are going to hit you with some wild church camp stories. Yeah, so true. Um, First off, do you want to address your um, last episode you were bummed oh, out? Oh, I'm fine now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Because we mentioned it, like, oh, like, yeah. we'll talk about it next time, but we don't have to talk about it. Oh. I mean, yeah. I don't, because I'm like, I haven't even decided if, if we do talk about it. I don't know how much detail I want to talk about, so. Okay, okay. Uh, but I'm fine. Stay, yeah, stay tuned, if yeah, slash ever, maybe. when. Yeah. Um, okay, so church camp, we've talked a little bit about growing up religious. Do you remember the first time you went off to camp? Yes. It was the summer between fifth and sixth grade. Um, I went to our middle school. Um, so like how we did it is the last weekend of June, all the middle schoolers would go to camp mm-hmm. and they would invite incoming middle schoolers as well. So like if you had just finished fifth through eighth grade, you could go. And then the second weekend of August, there was like a whole, like everyone goes to camp, including like the parents mm-hmm. and the kids will go an extra day early. And that's like, well, they have, like, a children's children's program, but, like, camp-wise, like... Yeah, so going, like, just finished fifth grade through just finished high school. Okay. Um, and then the second or third weekend of February, or maybe third or fourth, um, is when the high schoolers will have their camp, and it's, like, cold and in the cabins, so... A winter camp. Um, yeah, so my first one was that one at the end of June. Um, I remember I had just gotten, like like middle school vaccines the day before and my friend kept accidentally punching me on the arm on the bus and I was so annoyed. Yeah. That's fair. Um my church would do day camps for anybody kindergarten through sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So you could do like a day sports camp. And then we had sleepaway camp start after third grade, but it was only one weekend. And so it mm. was third through sixth grade. You could sleep away together for a weekend. Yeah. And then once you got to middle school, there was, like, junior high camp and then high school camp separate. So it was, like, 7th through 9th, 10th through 12th. And then we had mm-hmm. high school winter camp. So we could do all yeah. 7 through 12. Um, oh. Same thing, like, President's Day weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So Interesting. Um, my favorite part about church camp – well, maybe it wasn't, like, my favorite part. I liked a lot of it. Maybe yeah. that's the trauma. I don't know. But um, we always went to this one camp in Washington. It's called Camp Arnold, which, like, maybe that's putting, like, doxing myself. But <laughs> I loved their little cabins, and I got super familiar with it. And it was also where we would do sixth grade camp for my mm-hmm. school. And so, like, I, like, have that place memorized, like, the back of my hand. Like, if you, like, drop me – you know those, like, geo-guessing games? Like, if you yeah. geo-guess me anywhere on that campground, I could tell you where I was at. Like, I – yeah. But – um. Were you one of those kids who had to get roped into it, or were you, like, begging your parents oh, no. to go? I I was so – I think the first year I might not have – like, before I ever went, I, would, like, didn't really give a shit. But yeah. once I went, I was so – my mom actually <laughs> – I think I might have told this before. I My mom tried to bribe me out of going to the high school one once because mm-hmm. she didn't want me hanging out with my boyfriend at the time. So she said she'd take me to Disneyland instead, and I was like, mm, you can't trick me. Um, but I was like, I like would fight tooth and nail to be there and I'd always try to get there like as early as possible in the day so I could like get like reserve like the best beds for my friends. We'd like separate all of our, like one person would get there and we'd toss like different 
Like we'd like unpack it and throw stuff on other beds to reserve them. And then people yeah. would be like, oh, is anyone staying? We're like, nope, all of these beds are taken. That's so funny. Um, um, we, <laughs> we would do, we would also do the same venue every year. I don't know if venue is the right word, but like we do mm-hmm. it every, like it'd always be at the same place. But the year before I went to middle school camp, they had it at a different place. And the reason they stopped doing it there is because someone found like severed limbs on the beach. Oh my god! Which is like such a Washington thing. Like that, that's I feel like true. that's like always a th- like Bodies happening. Are always washing up on Washington <laughs> yeah. beaches. Yeah, I think it's because our beaches are so rocky that like they just hang out there for a while. I don't know. It's also like the murders. It's but... also serial killer central. Yeah. So. Oops. Yeah, our winter camp was always at the same location, but we would do our high school camp for a while. We were going to like a large, large camp. Like we'd drive to mm-hmm. Oregon and participate in like a national camp, which yeah. was insane. And I can talk about that later. But um, yeah. Oh, so for those of you who have never gone to church camp, there's a couple <laughs> key factors that you need to understand in this process. One, it's obviously like very religious. There's like, you know, normally there's like a theme or a lesson and Mm -hmm. then like every day you might have one to two sessions where you're sitting down and like in a large group setting doing worship and all those things. There are like normal fun camp activities sprinkled in there. A lot of like weird games I feel like are really common at church camp. And then there's also the traumatic bonding that happens because emotional manipulation. You're being dumped on. So like you go into these small group settings and you're sharing a lot of really personal details with random strangers. And then normally there's a cry night, which is like not the last day of camp, but the night before the last night. Yeah, and you are um, only listening to, like, sad, melodic music. Normally there's, like, an altar call, and everybody's crying and screaming and throwing up, and all those people that you were trauma bonding with earlier in the week during small group, like, are now, like, your friends and family, and you're going to get matching tattoos, and it's, like, very, like... They'll play, like, the instrumental bridge for, like, an hour on end, and just, like... Yes. Like the, the goal is as as many people to accept Christ as they can, mm-hmm. as many people to admit that they're drug the users the and yeah. self-harmers, everything. One time we were at one camp and like one person went up to share about their suicide attempt and then eventually like three more people did it oh and <laughs> the the group leader had to like go up and be like, guys, like stop. Like <laughs> like please stop sharing these stories. <laughs> And there's always, like, I've found, like, there's some weird metaphor that, like, comes to life during the last sermon. So, like, at one of the camps that I went to, like, they kept using, they had, like, this SOS button, like, set up, like, um, like, the beep, 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 the Morse code, like, caller. Oh, yeah. And so you would go up, like, if you, you know, converted or, like, reframed your life around Jesus, you'd walk up and you'd have to, like, beep out SOS on the Morse code thing. And we're all, like, yeah. Or, like, people would, like, ring a bell. Or, like, yeah. Yeah, there was this one sermon, like, where I remember it's there was, like, all these. Answer. Yeah. And there was, like, all these, like, blocks or babies. When babies are born, they'll, like, play melodies <laughs> or ring bells or whatever. Um. Anyways, and there was, like, all these building blocks, and you had to, like, go, like, punch down your block and, like, start a new... Because there's two purposes to these camps. One is to, like, reinvigorate all the young people, like, to unite you and, like, traumatize you together. But it's also, like, you bring your friends thinking that it's a normal yeah. experience, and then they're traumatized with you. So it's, like, yeah. for all the kids in the church, but also for everybody who has no idea what's going on, they're also supposed to be, like, flipped dur- during this whole thing, so... And everybody gets, everybody is making out, everybody's hooking up, everybody yeah. falls in love, everybody yeah. would come back from church camp 
in love. Like my brother, like that's how we got his first little girlfriend. Is like they like me too. Out at church camp. I remember my crush. I was like heartbroken at church camp because I was part of like a love triangle, and he told me he only kind of liked me. So no, that was like a thing. Like when you're going into like the big sermon hall, you're like trying to like. Like, you're trying to get ahead, so you're, like, kind of close to your crush, mm-hmm. so that it's like, oh, oops, we just sat next to each other. Oh, no, and now we have to, like, lay hands on each other. That's yeah. so crazy. You're, like, during free time, you're like, okay, I know yeah. the boys' cabins are supposed to be doing one thing, but what if we, like, did something yeah. else? Um, I also found that it became, like, um, like, the weirdest people were always in charge of it. Like, you needed yeah. the most chaotic over energized like crazy and i unfortunately do have camp counselor energy like i do love the camp counselor as we know from freshman year orientation yeah Yeah. like i really lean into the chaos of that sort of situation but there's people even weirder than i who live and (laughs) die by church camp and so it's it's a whole time and a half but um you're wearing like the matching outfits and the bandanas and you've got your you know I remember we did this one thing where we all had, like, a, a foam war. Like, just these giant, mm-hmm. like, foaming substances. I remember once we covered my friend in lard and had to carry her around on an inflatable, okay. like, uh, like one of those, like, pool things that you sit on. What, what do they call it? It's like a mattress, but it's not. Like a day bed that's inflatable um. for the pool. Like a pool lounger? Yeah, something like, like that. Anyways, so I covered my friend in lard and had to, like, carry her through an That's obstacle course disgusting. on that. It was really weird. It Like, literally the weirdest activities happen at church camp. Did you guys ever do lip dubs? No. Oh, like, okay. the, well, like music video sort of things? Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. Because there was, like, a time in, like, the mid-2010s where that was, like, huge, you know? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. we did them at school. We did them at church. Um... I'm sure we did, Ugh. like, the Harlem Shake or something ridiculous, though. Like, the mannequin challenge. I know I did a mannequin challenge at a church. I, I, could, dig, I could dig one up and show you, but... Oh, my gosh. I just... I'd have to... I'd have to witness some... Oh, my... God, no. <laughs> it's just... That, like, the first one we ever did was crucial to catalyzing me and my first boyfriend's relationship, and yeah. he is... Actually, he's, like, not even the worst man I've ever been with, which is actually so terrifying to think about because he's a criminal. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a – okay, I want two memories from you. The first okay. is the most, um, like, traumatizing, like, the one that will stick with you the longest because it's your own, uh-huh. and the other one okay. because it was not, like, it. you just witnessed it. Um the most traumatizing mm-hmm. like the one that like okay. keeps you up at night well i i have tried to block a lot of these things out i so think true. okay i feel like my most traumatizing memories aren't even from like the like the trauma nights you know it's mm-hmm. it's like other shit well first of all so our like big retreat with like all like like every middle school and high schooler they have this thing i don't know if they still do them but they have uh punishments Mm. where every at the start of every session if you like if some if you lost something and someone turned it in or like if you skipped breakfast or just like stupid shit Mm -hmm. they would have like punishments and sometimes like if a child looked way too traumatized they would make their counselor do it but they came up with the grossest fucking shit ever like very common if someone skipped breakfast they would take a bunch of the breakfast food and mash it together and a lot of times people would puke a lot of times or like near puke and as someone who i think honestly that might be where my emetophobia 
Yeah, like, I think that might be... If it didn't already exist, like, that made it, like, so much worse. Because we just had to sit there and watch people, like, eat... Like, there was one time where... I don't even know what warranted this, but they, like, got a bunch of diapers and smeared, like, melted chocolate on it and made people eat it out of the diaper so it looked like shit. Why? Um, I don't know. I I think they stopped, or at least they stopped doing food ones because they got too many complaints from parents. But I will say, I didn't witness this one, but, like, an iconic one was, um, I think... The one year my sister went, she, I don't know, I think these two people just, like, lost things, but Mm -hmm. they made this guy and this girl, like, waltz it against each other, and the first person to fall, like, lost and, like, had to do something else, and it was going on, going on, going on, and the girl gets this brilliant idea. She, like, leans in and pretends like she's about to kiss him, and the guy, like, freaks out and stands up, and so she wins. That's so funny. Um, That, and then also, (sighs) Um, so this was mm, summer between freshman and sophomore year it had to be so i was dating that guy and we only got to see each other like once a month because we couldn't drive and he went to church at a different um location than mine like they were like the same church but different branches yeah so we like had to take advantage of like the one time a month we'd see each other and church camp is like ideal because like like your own parents are there there's adult supervision but not your own parents you know and so i'd wake up at like five in the morning to go like hang out with him when no one else could fucking bother us you know and i thought we were in agreement that that was like fine and then i and then like later like friday or saturday night he was he was like yeah i like told the counselors that we're like really struggling with like temptations i'm like why the fuck would you do that so like some of our counselors like sat us down were like yeah so like tell me what this is all about and like and they were talking about oh in my relationship like if we get like they, it was just like all it was very invasive and talking about like their boundaries and how to get us to stop making out and it was just so and i'm like why did you not tell me you were gonna tell them that like i was so blindsided and it was so oh, awkward no. yeah that's really tough yeah my most embarrassing moment at church camp was i was trying to flirt with my crush in my church mm. safe one piece swimsuit during the pool yeah. hours we're in line to do a belly flop competition which really shows you how mature I was at 14. But um, I'm like chatting it up. I'm having great banter, great flirts. And my friend, it's so it's like her and then him and then me standing in line. And I, we're facing inward. And my friend is behind him like making faces. And I'm like, what's going on? I had this giant booger like hanging <laughs> out of my nose as I'm rizzing up this man in line for the belly flops. And eventually like I'm figure it out but I'm like staring at her like so confused like you can obviously see that there's something going on behind him so he turns around to look at her I fix my nose and I'm like oh yeah we're just doing like baseball signals like you know just like girl code like trying to like play it all off and he goes oh no that thing was huge oh my god so that was traumatizing (laughs) like personally but more publicly was my I don't know either junior or senior year of high school we went to winter camp and they did like a talent show and um there well actually I have a funny story after this but so we had like a talent show and we really wanted to do the mean girls Christmas dance we're like this would be so Mm. funny if we like put it together and we're like we know it's really slutty so we're not gonna wear like mini skirts and we're gonna you know like Christian it up like it's gonna be fine um but our youth pastor was like he just was pretty sexist honestly when it came to like how he yeah. paid attention to girls versus guys which is also very common at church camps where it's like yeah girls have to wear their modest swimsuits but guys can walk yep. around shirtless wherever or you know like girls 
can't leave their cabins after hours, but guys can't just like weird things like that. Um, and we literally got kicked off stage in the middle of our mean girls dance because he decided that we were like being too slutty by like, I think it was at that move where they're like have their hands on their knees and they're like bouncing yeah, yeah, yeah. up and down. Like it's not yeah. even like they, we hadn't even gotten to the thigh slap and like <laughs> gyrating. Like we were just like bouncing and he was like, yep. Anyways, that's enough. Thank you girls. And just like pushes us off stage. And we all went back to the cabin fuming. Like the man had to come back in and apologize and be like, I just know like what's going on in these boys' heads. And it's just really not like, like the best environment for us and we're like you just slut shamed us at church camp on stage while we were performing fully clothed okay that i know what happened what's going on in the boys' minds line is so common i remember okay because the summer after freshman year of college i came back as i i did one year of counseling at at the church yeah. camp, and uh my ex was there as well and i we were just like chatting like catching up and there is this one couple who were about the age that we were when we were together mm-hmm. um it, it was like after we were like in the like like ca- like cafeteria area after like it had like meal had ended so there weren't that many people and he was just like eagle-eyed staring across at them and he was like i know we used to do that but like that's not okay like i know what's going on in his head like blah, blah, blah. and i'm like Oh my god. I feel like that's the most disparaging thing men can say yeah. about each other is like, oh, yeah. like you just don't know what they're thinking. And it's like, what if yeah. instead we didn't normalize like having men be so gross and horny when they're so young? Like it's because they're exposed to all these things and there's yeah. men like you who say that that's normal. It it's just so ridiculous. So um yeah, just very frustrating. But I was gonna say one year, bless you, during our little talent show there was a, a group of guys that were convinced that they were like SoundCloud rappers. Like they were the best things oh, no. to ever happen. They couldn't keep a beat. They had terrible rhythm, like terrible rhymes. Anyways. So my friends and I made a diss track. Like we put together oh, a rap and recorded a music video and it was actually really good. And we played it like this music video live for everybody at the camp. And afterwards all the camp counselors were like, yeah, the boys were really upset about it, but yours was better. So <laughs> Like, they kind of deserved it. Yeah. I. Were there any other, like, like s- traditions that happen every year for you? Like, yeah, we also did, like, the talent show and. Talent show. Um, we always did, like, a dance party one night. We were a mosh pit youth group and we always had, okay. like, a live band. And so we would have one night, like, where everybody stayed out late and we had, like, glow sticks or some sort of, like, yeah. crazy. Um, there was a lot of talent shows. Actually, when we performed at the big. Or sorry, when we went to the big camp in Oregon, I performed at the talent show. I read like bad jokes and did uh-huh. like a micro stand up routine. And it was actually so popular. They brought me back on stage the next day. They were like, we wow. thought you were the funniest person here. Because everybody else was like singing really sad cover songs and yeah. playing the ukulele or dancing or whatever. And I was like, yeah. anyways, knock, knock. <laughs> yeah. Who's there? Um, that's when I found out that men actually liked me. This was a huge moment for me, guys, because mm-hmm. all throughout elementary school and high school and all that, like, none of my classmates hit on me and I never had, like, a little boyfriend or whatever. I was always, like, st- it was strangers that, like, would do those things to me. And yeah. I think it was because I was just an angry child. But yeah. um, I go to church camp and I had, like, six guys hit on me in one week. And I was like, wait a second. Maybe I am hot. Like, maybe... <laughs> I am worth male attention because uh, everything happened that week and I had my first situationship. It was crazy. Yeah, I feel like something away. I mean, like, yes, it's like you're tossing a bunch of horny teenagers into like a close proximity, but like, 
it, I think, yeah, there's also the emotional vulnerability mm. and just, like, the, like, free time in the afternoon. Like, that's not something that kids get very often because, like, we're always in school and stuff. Right. Especially just, like, but, with other teens. Like, it's kind of micro-college yeah. where you're just, like, running yeah. around and doing nothing else. Yeah. Because I remember, it, it, like, at night, all the girls be like, okay, so, like, this was the guy that was hitting on me. And then mm-hmm. we'd be like, oh, he was hitting on me, too. What a fucking dog. <sighs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. yeah, I do. Okay, I want to talk about dress codes before oh, I forget. Oh, yeah, do that. Um, so our rule was your shorts had to be longer than, if you put your arms down, it has to be longer than your middle, the tip of your middle finger. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then uh, standard, like, the tank top rule, too, like, the two, three fingers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but their thing was they would always threaten us. I, I don't know if this ever ended up happening, but they would bring out this winter coat, like a parka, and say, like, if you are breaking dress code, we're going to put this on you, and it's hot out, so don't do that. And then in the pool, you had to have a shirt on, mm-hmm. um, which is, like, fucking great. Like, wet t-shirt is such an it. awful feeling. I literally hate it. Yeah. We did, um, one year, we took our summer camp to the Great Wolf Lodge, and they made oh us wear God. t-shirts, like, at the Great Wolf Lodge, while we're surrounded oh, by, so like, gross. all these other people who yeah. are obviously naked, and we're like, this is so embarrassing yeah. for us. Like, why are you being weird about it? Yeah. So, yeah, we didn't have that strict of a dress code, but we did, like, especially, and once we got older, like, one of our youth leaders was like, we're going to make a boys dress code too, because this is ridiculous. Oh, and good. she was like, cause we did this whole sleepaway camp on houseboats once. And she was like, what? the boys. Yeah. It was weird. They like drove us up to Canada and then we had like four houseboats and we just all stayed on houseboats in the middle of Canada. That's a big liability. Yeah. Also like, do you know how hard it is across the border with like a whole bunch of yeah. minor children? Yeah. Like you've got 17 year olds like whipping out their birth certificate because they don't have a passport. Like it was so, yeah. and we had like letters from our parents that said like, we're not yeah. kidnapping these kids. It was very interesting. Uh, anyways, but it was like boys can't be out of the water without their shirts on and things like that. Like we we're trying mm-hmm. to make it less sexist, but it just Yeah, I think wasn't. we might have have forced guys to wear shirts in the pools too by the end. I don't quite remember because I i never really swam because i'm like that's just like a hassle Mm -hmm. and i'm i don't want to wear my shirt in the pool Mm -hmm. so yeah i feel like somebody always started their period during church camp okay no i actually tampons so i don't know if this has ever happened to you but it's not happened to me but this was at at camp i realized that this could happen and that happened to a lot of people i knew but we're at lunch one day and my friend like runs over from the bathroom and she's like or no, I don't remember where she, but she was like, I'm like bleeding through my pants. Like, no. on, like, and she showed like, it was like on the seat. And I was like, I it's just, it's just never crossed my mind. Cause I'm like, I'm always going to like be extra careful. And like, if I have to pull out a dry tampon, I will, I'd rather right. that than like have a biohazard. Um, and so we were trying to like sneak off and like take care of this. And we were the only other person at our table was one of our guy friends sitting across the table. And he's like, you guys are acting really weird. Like what's going on? We're like, don't worry about it. It's not, it's not your business. And he was so, he was, oh my God, this man also accidentally kicked me in the solar plexus on my 10th birthday over a bag of chips. Oh yeah. Actually, I first learned how to put in a tampon at church camp. I actually probably might've done it at that point. But uh-huh. one of our counselors, we did, like, an anonymous Q&A, and she, I had written down, oh, like, how do you put on a tampon just to be funny? And so she, like, takes a tampon no. and fully clothed, but is, like, showing us, like, she's, like, squatting no. on her bunk and, like, showing us how to insert a tampon. It was really funny, and it was very bonding. Like, she was just, like, and that's how you do it, kids. But we were, like, oh, <laughs> Are you, you a top bunk truther or a bottom bunk truther? 
Oh gosh. I think it depends. I really like when everybody can sit on the top bunks and look over at each other. Yes. But it's also nice to not crawl into bed every night. Yes. I think a lot of us also ended up just like sleeping in. Okay. Oh, I have to get my charger. Um, but yeah, so our favorite lodge, it was called the quads because there it was like there were four corners of them. Like they were. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. If you want to think about it in a simple way, it's if a pepper and sweet was huge. Okay. <laughs> well, no, that's actually not a good analogy because it was like there were four corners and within each one was like its own like little lodge and there are like se- like five, six rooms in each one and like a bathroom in each one. Mm-hmm. But um, in the in the common area of each quad, there are couches and we would push together the couches and sleep there because it was more comfortable. And that's why I always wanted to get there early because I was like, I need to like save that for us. Mm. Or a lot of, I think actually they like didn't like that we did that. So we would have like an official bed, but then we're like, okay, we're sleeping out here. Bye. <laughs> but also we just like didn't really sleep. So it didn't really matter. Yeah. I remember, I think when we would hang out, we would all go sit on the top bunks together. And then sometimes people would just like eventually like, fall asleep there together. Yeah. Cute. Yeah, I feel like I always ate a whole bunch of junk food, too, because we'd, like, Mm -hmm. pack snacks and just eat garbage. And my favorite counselors would bring snacks, too. Like, I remember one counselor, she brought, like, Costco muffins for us for the mornings because camp breakfast is always really gross, like, eggs and stuff. So sometimes the dinners are better, but the food was always, like, ooh. Yeah, we would have snacks after the night session. We would go to this um, little other room other lodge everything's a lodge and they would always bring cup noodles and chips um just a bunch of stuff and it was like every night we would each have a cup noodle and i would always feel like shit about it but it was just like that's like what we did yeah and i remember we would like in the morning like at my table we'd be like okay so has everyone shit here yet and some people would be like oh i won't shit until i get home i'm like yeah pooping what the fuck is wrong with you no that was so common at camp i remember it was very problematic for one girl because it was a whole week and she's like i still haven't pooped yeah like some people are like refused to and some people like physically couldn't like there was Mm -hmm. i'm like you you need some fiber in your body like go eat an orange at lunch okay please Um, some people just don't poop away from home either that's like scares me so much like it hurts (laughs) yeah well some people just don't poop very often either that's not good either. I rem- We actually, we did have that conversation at a church camp once. My mm-hmm. best friend and I were telling someone, oh, like, you should be pooping at least twice a day, preferably, like, once for every meal. And he was like, I poop, like, every other day. I'm like, that's really bad. <laughs> yeah, that's how often I poop. That's not good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I poop, like, I I poop at least twice a day. I feel like the other thing, I did learn that if I try to poop every day, I can. Uh, most of the time, though, I just, like, let it happen. Like, when I need to, I will. Yeah, I think also, like, it, like, changes with your schedule. Like, like the amount of times I pooped at school is, like, drastically different than, like, how much I poop when I'm working. Mm. So, yeah, um, okay, but I do think I probably have the wildest story. Okay. Um, and there's, like, deve- like, mildly recent development. So, when I was, I want to say this was the summer between 6th and 7th grade, mm-hmm. um, we were, we, one night, or I don't even know, like, the chronological events, but basically we figured out that someone had been stealing stuff from us. Hmm. Um, we found this out because at first my friend was like, oh, this is really interesting, like, all of the underwear that I had was moved from the bag that I had it in and put into my toiletry bag, so, like, 
someone had to have moved all that. Yeah. And then one of our counselors was like, opened her wallet, was like, someone took my $5 bill. And I was like, so <laughs> I used to have like 10 Jamba Juice gift cards in my wallet because I used to win them at Chinese school and mm-hmm. they each had $2 on them. So I'd have to like have multiple at once. And so when I took a bunch of those um, and then like, Every day we'd find more and more things were missing and we told like the youth pastor and he had to make an announcement at the start of every session like, hey guys, don't be fucking kleptos and please return these girls things and if you fess up, we won't get mad at you, please just fess up. And we were so convinced it was this girl who was a year younger than us um because i don't know we didn't know her very well and she just like seemed sus we're i don't even remember why we thought she was but we were like so convinced we'd go around telling people like it's got to be her it's got to be her so i think it was that every she lived across like she was sleeping in the room across from us and every time we like got back she had all like she had gotten back before us a little bit and was just like putzing around like in Mm -hmm. her room nonetheless but we were like it's got to be her like she's always there when we find like come back and find something is gone yeah blah 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 and i think one night um my friend opened that bag where all her underwear was and was like oh my gosh like the the jamba juice gift cards and like everything that was stolen except for the five dollar bills are all in here so that's really weird and they tried to frame me we're like that's horrible and we never saw that girl that we were convinced it was ever again until well i saw her at the library um when i was in high school she did not know who i was um but I knew exactly who she was. And Isn't that was the like, creepiest Oops. when you like can look somebody in the eye and be like, I know oh, yeah. things about you that you don't even remember about yourself. Well, that's me all the time because I remember faces so easily. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then I get offended when people don't remember things about me. And I'm like, no, actually, they're behaving like a normal person. Um, but but, but. Um, the summer between junior and senior year of college, that friend who um, had like all the stuff was in her bag yeah. reached out and was like, hey, I've been doing this like personal reconnection project. Like I've been trying to like reconnect with people that I haven't seen in a while, or people I was like childhood friends with, or just yeah. Oh, um, and that, yeah, that was really good. And um, so we went on a walk at the lake by my house, and we just talked and talked and talked. And she was like, "Oh yeah, I have something to confess," and I knew exactly what she was gonna say. And she said, "So." The klepto was actually me. I just really wanted attention, so I framed myself, and oh I did take the $5, and I'm going to apologize to her. And <laughs> What the fuck? And I was like, dude, I, I think she like thought that I was going to be upset, but I was like, dude, I literally don't care. That was so long ago, and that's honestly really funny. Uh- <laughs> yeah, that's deranged that she like accused yeah. people of stealing her own things. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? That's bonkers. Wow. I've, I know. I'm an attention whore. But never like that. That's crazy. My my church boyfriend also was like obsessed with her before he was obsessed with me. And when word got out that I was dating him, she like wrote me this long ass email and was like, I don't even remember what the content of it was. I don't remember if it was like, how could you do or like, she, I think she was warning me about him. And um, maybe she was when, right though, because he was a criminal. Oh, yeah. But like, not for the reasons that we. <laughs> nothing for the objectively wrong reasons yeah yeah i think she her reason was just like oh he's just like is a love bomber and i'm like okay that's that's fine <laughs> you're like actually i prefer that so yeah <laughs> actually makes things a lot easier on me when they love bomb me i know um, um what's like your favorite thing about like what do you miss most about camp i think i really just love 
like being able to spend time like those weren't people that I normally mm-hmm. like would hang out with and so it was really nice like that's how I met some of my closest friends in high school was like spending the week together for ch- church camp I think meeting new people and like having that opportunity was always fun um but I really just like the camp atmosphere like I like everybody sleeping together in the cabins and going on our little zip lines or our hikes or I love a campfire so I I honestly just enjoy camp I think the church part was <laughs> the worst part oh, so true. um what was your favorite part about camp um that ditto but also we had a tradition at like the big church camp in august that we would write well it's not like required but Mm -hmm. we would write affirmations to each other we would like all get an envelope when we came in and you could decorate if you wanted and we'd put them up and it kind of got too serious like as in like we would not sleep because like during the day we try to write them but then like everyone is up and like trying to hang Mm -hmm. out and whatever and we just get distracted like people would try to write them during a sermon and we get yelled at and then so it would just be like a nighttime thing and then like the older you get obviously like the more people you know so like i think my first camp I wrote like five and I got five Mm -hmm. but like by the end we were writing hundreds whoa um and like seriously like pulling all-nighters every night I remember there's this one year I had gotten this stationery from Taiwan it had one had elephants on it and the other had whales on it and this was in the peak of my titanic hyperfixation i brought the ipod nano and was listening to the titanic soundtrack while i wrote them on the last night mm-hmm. i went to bed around like maybe four o'clock i listened to that soundtrack so many times oh my god that's really funny it's yeah like very you whenever a new album comes out though yeah except it was the titanic album yeah and like i found out that a lot of people didn't keep theirs like they would read their notes and then throw them away and i was like that's kind of insane to me because honestly, like sometimes I'd be like, wow, I want to kill myself. And I read those and I'd be like, okay, maybe I shouldn't. Aww. So it's like wild that, like, I still have, like, they're all in my childhood bedroom, but like, so yeah. I don't have them physically, but like, I have, I have every single one that I've ever received. Aww. That's cute. I'm also a big note saver. I would also say mm-hmm. name tags in middle school. I had this giant poster at a loft bed and I put this poster up and it had my name on it. And every time I got a name tag, like I'd stick it on the wall. Yeah. So after a while, it was just like, name tags everywhere and i still i still save something yeah oh and then the year that my church crush first wrote me a note i cherished that i read that so many times oh my gosh that's really cute he unfollowed me on instagram like a year ago oh no yeah i'll add him to the hit list yeah um we're kind of running out of time so do you have any additional thoughts for church camp would you send your kid to church camp? Uh, well, the question, would you even send your kid to church, period? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's a bigger question. I think I would send my kid to church camp. Um, I would certainly give them the choice. Like, if mm-hmm. they don't want to go, I mean, like, I'd lay out, like, okay, these were, like, this is fun for me because X, Y, Z, but also if you don't want to go, you don't want to go. Right. And, like, I think that everyone, like, it's a good experience, because, like, the first time, before I went the first time, I wasn't sure what it was going to be like, and then I realized, wow, this is the best thing ever, Mm -hmm. and I feel like that a lot, about a lot of things, just because I, like, don't know how to prepare myself for something I've never done, Mm -hmm. um, so I would kind, I think I might, like, mildly push, because sometimes you do just miss out on things, but sometimes you end up realizing you act like you don't regret not doing things. Like I don't regret never ziplining people. My family will still give me shit for not ziplining or not going on splash mountain. No, 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 no. I don't regret any of those things. (laughs) Uh, um, But yeah, I think 
like if my kid really didn't want to go, I would I would not tell them to. And maybe they'll get FOMO when their friends come back and say it was fun and they can try again next year. I don't know. But yeah, I, it's it's really what you make of it. Like I know so many mm-hmm. kids who were forced to go and they were so miserable. And that would also like not only, of course, that sucks for them, but it kind of sucks for everyone else because they're right. Because you know, yeah, then they're detracting from the whole the experience too. Yeah. Yeah. I think I don't I don't think I would like sign my kid up for church camp. Maybe like a day camp, but not like a sleepaway camp unless they expressed interest in it just because I know that like it is a lot of effort and energy and some of those people are crazy. But I do think that like I wouldn't hold my kid back from it because yes, I am traumatized in like the mildest degree, but also I did meet really good people there and I have a lot of fun memories just from like being a teen and I feel like that like kind of outweighs it where it's like I had like really fun childhood memories too. Yeah, there's just a lot of social pressure and like Mm -hmm. in that time of your life like it's it's weird to navigate i remember some people who like yeah like with the altar calls like you feel like everyone cares about what you do or don't do and i remember even after i was baptized i would still go forward for the altar call because i was like okay some people don't know that i do believe in god and they're gonna judge Mm -hmm. me if i don't go Mm -hmm. up yeah and i also feel like it would like all this like forced sharing like I remember one night like we had like a small group and we were all like we had written things down like that we wanted to share like that we were working on and like everybody like went around one by one and like said it and not because they really wanted to but because like that's what the situation was and I think that's something that they don't like grown-ups don't realize that they're putting you in really vulnerable positions and, and they are creating that like with intention so I, I think that's probably the worst is like all this stuff that like I never would have told anybody had I not yeah. been, you know, emotionally coerced yeah. at church camp. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like how I mentioned earlier, like people were just like, okay, this person said that they tried to kill themselves. Well, let me, let me also say that. And like, it would happen like, yeah, every big thing people would be like, oh yeah. Like, like, oh yeah. yeah. Our last night for like the high schoolers would have like confession night and like, not really confession, but it was just like sharing night. Mm-hmm. And there's all this pressure to speak or not to speak or whatever, because it's just, like, tense in the room. And, like, yeah, I, I was just, I, there was this big, like, I, I feel like a lot of people, me- or at least I know I did, like, measured, like, how committed you were based on if you were going to talk or not. Yeah. Um, and, I, I, like, I think a lot of, like, my last few years I said stuff every year, even though I'm, like, was that even, like, did I even want to or did I just feel like I had to? Yeah. Was I and then there's that off? weird, like, you know that there's somebody in the room that doesn't know you like that, but yeah. now they'll always have that information about you, but you did it to impress other people. And it's like... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Very interesting. The music um, always slapped, though. That was my favorite yeah. part. Yeah, I remember the year that we discovered Hillsong Young and Free. And we were oh, like, come wow, on. Christians that can rape? That led my formative years. Yeah. Hillsong Young and Free. Oh, and the year that everyone discovered Oceans. Oh my god. Oh my Talk god. about a song that can be played for hours and hours and hours. The song of the summer, if you will. God. Um, okay. Eras. I think we have two weekends, yeah. right? We do. So we've got Seattle and Santa Clara. This was I. I was distraught yesterday, or I guess this past weekend. But yeah. Um. So last weekend, she was in Seattle. Um, it was a Saturday Sunday show, which was interesting. Hasn't happened in mm-hmm. a while. Um, night one, guitar. This is why we can't have nice things. Piano. Everything has changed with no Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Thank God. 
Uh, night two, guitar, message on a message in a bottle, piano Ugh. tied together with a smile. Santa Clara this past weekend. Yeah. Um, such an underdog. Night one, on guitar, right where you left me, with Aaron Dessner. And on piano, Castle's Crumbling, which I turned in my Swiftball ballot and said, no special guest. Someone posted like an hour before the show sh- saying that they had, like, with a picture, they had met Aaron Dessner. Mm-hmm. And I was stupid enough not to change my ballot. <laughs> like, I was just like, yeah, I'll take my chances. Like, Because, so- like, sometimes he goes and just d- stays in the tent. Right. But I don't know why I, like, did that. Yeah. And then last night on guitar, Stay, Stay, Stay. And on piano, All of the Girls You Loved Before. Which, That's Stay, Stay, Stay was on my ballot. That was my first ever guess correct, but mm-hmm. I don't even give a shit because she played all of the girls you loved before. I yesterday I was pulling together like my final like mm-hmm. top top surprise song like what I want and I was like she's not going to ever play all the girls you loved before so I'm not going to put that on the list. <sighs> yeah. Um so I met my cousin's girlfriend for the first time this past weekend uh-huh. and she went to uh, Seattle night too. And okay. I had prepped my family. I was like, okay, she's coming from Taylor Swift. So you can ask her about her outfit and you can ask her mm-hmm. what her surprise songs are. And like, that's like the conversation pieces you should talk about. Not yeah. like, how was it? And so my mom yeah. goes, okay, like, Hey, like what were your surprise songs? And she goes, um, nobody, no crime <gasps> and something old from the first album. I can't remember. And I literally, that's exactly what I did. I just sat there and I was like, Oh my God, you have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> And then, and then it gets worse because I was trying to talk about my show and I was like, yeah, like I love that she added Heim like into the Evermore set because like yeah. we had Phoebe like during Red and that yeah. was really great. Like we got to do that. And then I, she was like, who are your openers? And I was like, oh, you know, we had Phoebe and, um, um, and I like couldn't remember the other gal because we had missed her. And yeah. she goes, Olivia Rodrigo. And I go, <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, it was just so much, like, wrong information, and I didn't want to be an asshole and correct her, and so I was just kind of like, ah, no, yeah, (laughs) it was so bad, I didn't want to be like, Olivia Rodrigo has never opened for Taylor Swift. (laughs) That's me with the Enneagram, too, when people are like, when people are like, yeah, I, like, used to be a two, but now I'm a five, I'm like, Respectfully, I'm an eight wing three, and you're like, Yeah, oh, okay. Wiki, how to not wring out someone's neck, (laughs) and you don't want to be like a dick and like shit on them for just not knowing as much as you, but you're like, Man, that's bad. Like, she couldn't even remember like the the, like two (sighs) real surprise songs that she had. I don't know. Like, not, it's not even just, like, a gatekeeping thing, but it's also, like, you know, someone went through so much trouble to get those tickets. Yeah. Why would, like, if it was someone that I didn't like that much, like, I wouldn't even have even, uh, whoa, I wouldn't have, I don't think I'd go through the trouble of getting those tickets for any other artist, like, not even Five Sauce or Harry Styles, like, that was, just like, truly, so, I mean, I didn't even do the brunt work, like, either time that I got tickets, like, that was not me, but, like, it mm-hmm. was, it's still, like, so much work, you know? Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, I don't even think she was a fake Swifty. I think she just, like, had no idea what was going on with the Eras tour, which I don't know yeah. how you don't know at this point, like, yeah. what's happening. Like, even my college advisor texted me and one of my yeah. friends and was like, should I wear boots to the show? Because I know it's really long. Like, what era were you, yeah. like, were your feet hurting in? And it's like, okay, if my college advisor can know, like, what to expect, like, why do you not remember you know the two bonus songs yeah especially like they're played together and she makes it 
pretty explicit like this is the acoustic set yeah like no more crime was literally two hours before that (laughs) (laughs) i know and maybe she just has like post-concert amnesia because like we were singing tim mcgraw so like she knows the old stuff like it's not like a fake fan situation i was just so shocked so no i mean i think that like i understand there's quite a few people who like would not be able to recognize some of the songs off debut or fearless yeah but also like how'd she forget the whole ass other song that she played right before I that. Know, I don't know. I don't know. It was very. It was so. I was just like, oh my god, I am the most annoying person in the whole wide world right now because yeah. I'm like, um, actually, yeah. But we've reached the last stop. I know of the uh, of the U.S. leg. Um, I'm quite scared for this next show on August third. Um, yeah. first of all, yeah. it's a Thursday show. That's yeah. like scary in itself. But um, August third is Carly Claus's birthday, so no matter what happens, there's going to be fighting because if she does something, even if she like says like I'm a I'm a heterosexual and I love sucking dick and balls, people will still be like, oh well, she did that on Carly's birthday, which is a statement in itself. You know, like it's it's still oh, like. Gosh. So no matter what happens, there's going to be issues. She's gonna sing me. Put that on your ballot. I hope she does. Um, on piano. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what's your emoji? Um, I've been using the cool guy sunglasses um, as well as like the. Oh, did I say that last time? Uh, I don't know. I just remember it was recent. Oh, okay. Well, um, I've also been using, like, the dead eyes, like, the shocked open mouth X oh, eyes. that's good. And then, like, the little, like, rock-on hands. I do like the rock-on hand. Um, I've been using the, um, como se dice, uh, he's sick with the thermometer. Yeah. Um, I really like him. And then I have been using the palm emoji, like, stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's been really fun. Do you want to talk about Ariana Grande? <laughs> oh my god. We don't really I have did time mute- for this. <laughs> okay, I, I muted the topic on Instagram because I just yeah, couldn't give a shit. I couldn't give a shit. Did you see that video of like all the times that she's cheated on people or like been no. the other woman? Wait, I'll send it oh to you. God. But it's like most of her relationships. She was either the other woman or she was cheating on her current partner. So. Why does break up with your boyfriend and board, uh, break up with your girlfriend on board have to be such a good song though? It's literal. It came straight from the soul. I know. I feel, I feel really icky now when I'm like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's tough. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, World Cup season. Woohoo. Go yeah. US. They tied with the Netherlands. So that's good. Apparently, yesterday at the LA, no, Angel City FC game, they were pl- doing a lot of Taylor references, played a lot of her songs, talking a lot about eras. Hmm. Um, I don't know what ended up happening with that. Um, but tomorrow is the Love Island. Well, by the time people are listening to this, Love Island finale would have already happened. Okay, who's your top? I- okay, so this is like. The first half of the season, like before Casa Amor, was actually like one of like one of, if not like the best seasons ever. Probably best season I'd watched. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after Casa Amor, everything was just so fucking unbearable. Um, of the four couples going to the final, only one deserves to be there, oh, wow. and that's Whitney and Lockin. Okay. And even then, like I don't even know if they like love each other that much. Like they're not they're not super like outwardly affectionate. Um, but Whitney is the most iconic person who's ever been on the show. So uh-huh. I'm rooting for her no matter what. I love that. Um, the Bachelorette went to the Columbia River Gorge for one episode, oh. which is very interesting. But they finally got rid of the villain, and now they're moving on to Hometowns, which is short. Oh. It's only going to be like an eight-week season, and normally it's ten weeks. 
So yeah. um, we'll see how it all goes. I'm behind. What though. cities are the hometowns? Um, I don't know. I'm behind, but I'll let you okay. know. It comes out tomorrow. <laughs> okay. So next week we will have yeah hometown updates. I think my hometown yeah. date would be really fun. We'd take him to the Puyallup Fair. Yeah, that was my first date. Yeah, so it's obviously a good one. Um, stuffed animal moment. Um, they okay. I have been trying to figure this out. This is a mystery, but ever since I moved, they smell better. Hmm. Maybe it's a mental thing. Maybe. But I'm like, or what? Maybe your new apartment just smells better. But like, why? I don't know. That is a mystery. Um, I saw a giant stuffed capybara on the metro yesterday, <gasps> but it's because there's an anime convention happening next door. Oh. And so, like, I keep seeing people in cosplay, which is fine. Like, please cosplay. It's just frightening to see everybody yeah. as soon as I leave my apartment. Um, but with this giant capybara stuffed animal, and I was like, that might tempt me to go into this anime convention and find out what's yeah. going on. I went to the zoo on Friday, and before we went, I asked my friend, because she's a member, and I asked if there was a capybara, and she said there was not. Mm. I've seen capybaras at the wildlife park in um, Argentina, but I'd love to see them more often. Yeah, that's their native mm-hmm. native land. Yeah, it's kind of like a northwest trek in mm-hmm. Argentina, where it's like all the native animals. Um, yeah. Okay. Parting thoughts? Closing words? Um, Twitter's ugly now. Oh, yeah. I deleted the app. I use it for work but i'm completely converted to threads oh yeah it's tough i've seen a lot of people deleting threads it's like not super fun but i just won't tweet anymore like emotionally i deleted tiktok for a little bit too so i'm just fully i need to redownload it though because i told work i would make tiktoks for our account yeah i'm i'm like for the five day work week i'm over I mean, I have been for a while, but now I'm really, like, make this end. Um, okay. I gotta go because I gotta get ready for dinner. Okay. Good night.